You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. Gasoline prices held well below the $3 mark in the latest Iowa Fuel Summary Report from AAA Iowa and the Iowa Department of Agriculture. As of Wednesday, December 22nd, the price of a gallon of regular unleaded gasoline averaged $2.86 across the state. That is a $0.05 drop from last week and $0.17 lower than a year ago. The national average on Wednesday was down $0.10 to $3.11 per gallon. Retail diesel prices continued trending downward to $4.33 per gallon, a $0.16 decrease from the prior week. However, the cost is still more than a dollar higher than the same time in 2021. Record highs were recorded in June of this year when gasoline averaged $4.76 per gallon and diesel hit $5.44 per gallon in Iowa. The national average for diesel declined to $4.73 per gallon. Wholesale ethanol held steady at $2.16. In heating fuels, propane prices were down $0.01 to a statewide average of $1.93. Home heating oil prices fell $0.53 to $3.54 per gallon. And natural gas prices at the Henry Hub reporting site were down $0.86 to $5.53 per MMBTU. Renovations and improvements may be in the future for the historic Banshell and Stone Pillar Bridges in Carroll's Graham Park. During the Carroll City Council's meeting earlier this week, Parks and Recreation Director Chad T. Meyer approached the council seeking guidance on how staff should proceed with these projects, beginning with the bridges. August 23rd to 21, the council had a work session with Shive Hattery. The council discussed going forward with taking out the existing two bridges replacing with a modern prefab bridge and then saving as much of the stonework as possible and doing some masonry pillars on the outside. This has never been made a priority by council. It has no funding tied to it right now. I don't believe there's anything structurally wrong with those and it allow us to just kind of move along, try and get some monies tied to this project and continue to move forward either in 25 or 26. The report from Shive Hattery shows their main concern is the integrity of the bridge's railings, which are original to the structure. The stone pillars are also beginning to lean, but are not an immediate concern. Work is estimated between $290,000 and $355,000 to repair both bridges. T. Meyer says the bandshell, which was constructed in 1953, is suffering from severe water infiltration. If you drive by it on Grant Road, it's starting to blow a lot of the bricks out of the back. The three different options that are provided right now, fixing it with the the TPO membrane, that includes a lot of tuck pointing, adding the membrane, some just little fixes here and there to the structure. One of the Shive Hattery engineers actually said it's it's going to have about a 25-year life expectancy. Now, with any project like that, of course, you're still going to have some upkeep to it. Second option here would be to go for a steel standing seam roof, and that would give it a life expectancy of 50 years. Third option would be to demo the entire structure and look forward to building something different in the future. Estimated costs for the bandshell range from $130,000 to as much as $375,000, depending on which route they choose. Mayor Mark Beardmore says these aspects of Grand Park deteriorated significantly over the years and have become an eyesore. I view that bandshell as integral to Grand Park, as Grand Park is integral to the city of Carroll. And it's visible. You think of the number of eyeballs that see that 
you know, over the course of all that activity that's centered around there. I would certainly aim towards some type of long-term solution. Due to the historic nature of the bridges in Banshell and their location in the city park, there's likely a substantial amount of grant funding available for the projects if they proceed. The council did not take any formal action on the projects during Monday's meeting, but they did direct T. Meyer to explore further options for the Grand Park, Banshell, and Bridges for possible inclusion in upcoming budget years. Formal charges were filed on Monday in Carroll County District Court against a Manning man accused of igniting more than 20 hay bales in rural areas of southwestern Carroll County. Court records show 34-year-old Jacob Harry Jacobson faces two counts of second-degree arson, a Class C felony, and third-degree arson, an aggravated misdemeanor, one each there. The Carroll County Sheriff's Office arrested Jacobson on December 4th after an investigation found he had allegedly burned bales near the intersection of 290th Street and Concord Avenue during the early morning hours of November 29th, requiring the Manning and Templeton Fire Departments to respond. Damage is estimated at $3,225. The charges carry a combined maximum penalty of up to 12 years in prison and $16,250 in fines. His arraignment hearing is scheduled for Monday, January 9th at the Carroll County Courthouse. And we are going to step away now here for a quick word from our sponsors when we come back. It's your news on the way right here on KCIM. Hi, this is Dave Slechta from Whipple's Hybrids. As this year comes to a close, we have much to be thankful for. I want to say thank you to our corn growers and our Whipple's Hybrid seed team. Without you, our growth is impossible. Happy holidays from Whipple's Hybrids. Winter is tough. Be tougher with Cub Cadet X-Series snowblowers. With three levels of snow clearing power, this lineup is built to handle the harshest conditions. With features like push button electric start and finger controlled power steering, you'll make quick work of whatever winter throws your way. Get all the details at Haley Equipment and seize the season with the X-Series, engineered for extreme. Head to your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer, Haley Equipment in Carroll, for exceptional offers, expert advice, and superior service. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. The cold weather blast currently hitting the state is part of the ongoing La Nina weather pattern that's been impacting Iowa and the rest of the Midwest. State climatologist Justin Glisson says the system has been on an unusually long run. The reason why this is interesting, it's the third consecutive winter of La Nina. We call it a triple dip or a triple stack. And going back to 1950, we only have two events like this. So pretty anomalous behavior. The weather pattern keeps the cold air flowing over Iowa. That high pressure blocking in the Gulf of Alaska shifts the jet stream further north, and that dams the colder air further north. So that's where we see the upper Midwest into the Pacific Northwest with chances of colder temperatures. Glisson says the La Nina is expected to fade in the spring in a gradual transition. If we look at the modeling for La Nina, it's likely to continue across the northern hemisphere through winter, for, uh, December, January, February. And then we shift to equal chances of La Nina and ENSO neutral during January, February, March. ENSO neutral means an equal chance of warmer or colder temperatures during the winter, or what could be considered more normal conditions. Glisson says they see a 71% chance for the change. It's not a snap of the finger for a shift from La Nina to ENSO neutral. 
it will take the atmosphere to respond to the ocean and decouple. So the atmosphere will, won't respond anymore to the ocean. Uh, and, and that's when we're in the uh, ENSO neutral uh, uh, phase of the larger scale oscillation. Glisson made his comments during the recent North Central Region climate update. Yesterday, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds signed an order extending the state's harvest proclamation by another month. The declaration allows vehicles transporting corn, soybeans, hay, straw, silage, stover, fertilizer, and manure to be overweight, not to exceed 90,000 pounds a gross weight, without a permit through January 20th of 2023. The order applies to loads transported on all Iowa highways, but it excludes the interstate system. Trucks must not exceed the maximum axle weight limit determined under the non-primary highway maximum gross weight table found in Iowa Code 321.463 by more than 12.5%, abide by the legal maximum axle weight limit of 20,000 pounds, and comply with posted limits on roads and bridges. The full proclamation is included with this story on our website. And many Iowans are trying to combat the bone-chilling cold of winter using uh, space heaters, but they can also bring an increased risk of house fires. Lamar's Fire and Rescue Chief Dave Shipper says space heaters can provide much-needed warmth to IC rooms. However, they can also be very dangerous if misused. We want those plugged directly in an outlet, not onto an extension cord. They draw a lot of juice. We want at least three foot of clearance around them of combustibles. A couple of the recent fires we've had, those space heaters were too close or in close proximity to bedding, blankets, combustible material. The more modern space heaters have been manufactured with better safety features, but they're not foolproof, especially if you set a load of laundry or other combustible materials down next to one. A lot of the newer ones have safety tip-over switches on them, meaning if they get knocked over or tipped over, they shut themselves off. However, even those, if they're too close to combustibles, will ignite a fire. A house fire in Mason City last month that killed four brothers, ranging in age from 3 to 12 years old, is blamed on an overloaded power strip. Shipper says portable heaters can be a real hazard if they're left unattended. Space heaters should never be running when you're not around. So whether you have it at home or work or wherever, the only time it should be operating is when you're with it. Otherwise, those should be shut off. He and many other fire chiefs throughout the state strongly recommend smoke and carbon monoxide detectors in all homes to alert you if an emergency does occur. That is going to wrap up your KCIM Noon News for Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. I'm Nathan Cones reporting.